This is the Rod Langway Fan Club. Welcome, everybody, to the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast. I am your host, Jeff Roman. We are back. We're back for our eighth season with a special regular season preview show. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Mark Chechnita. I'm stoked to be back, and there is so much to talk about today. We're going to go through all 32 NHL teams, so don't worry. Whatever team you like, we're going to talk about them today. Yeah, we're on a trip to the zoo today. Yeah, John promised he'd take us to the zoo, and it kind of just didn't happen this summer, so we decided, let's combine it with the show this year. It should be a fun little adventure. And we're starting our trip here at Longshan Temple. Yeah, why are we here again? Like... This is kind of far away from the zoo. Well, I think John said he had a few things to do in the neighborhood. I'm not exactly sure what. Oh, he should be around any second now. Oh, hey, that's him right there, isn't it? Hey, John. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How are we doing? Good nice to, see to see you again. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah, it has been a while. I do love this temple here. What a beautiful waterfall they have just out here in the courtyard. Yeah, this is, what, probably one of the biggest and most popular temples in the country uh, actually built in the 18th century by some settlers from the Fujian province in China uh, I don't know I've, I've come here many times over the years it's, it's got a kind of a gritty feel to it but I like it yeah it's kind of interesting it's in Huanhua neighborhood it's one of the older parts in the city yes for sure in the temple I mean just look at it it's so elaborately decorated it's colorful it's got dragons it's got all sorts of gods and goddesses to go pray to so I'm looking forward to just wandering around, and uh, maybe we can break down the Atlantic Division while we're here. Atlantic? Why Atlantic first? Well, I mean, Montreal is the mecca of hockey. It's kind of a religion there, and this is a place where, you know, there's a lot of praying. So I, I think it's a good, and not to mention, I know Toronto and Boston yeah, also original say, six Toronto teams. and Boston are in there, too. Well, uh, it's no Montreal, but fine. We should start in Montreal, though, I think. Well, hang on a second here, guys. Before we get into the temple, I think we should pay homage to the man himself, Rod Langway, two-time Norris winner, Secretary of Defense. He is uh, the one who we do all of this for. Yeah, people often ask, why are you guys called the Rod Langway Fan Club Podcast? Well, it's because Rod Langway is the only NHL player to have been born in Taiwan. Cool little footnote. In Rod, we trust. Okay, well, let's get started here. Let's head over to the uh, main main part of the temple, the main hall here. This is a uh, statue to Guan Yin, the uh, goddess of mercy. And I'm wondering, will the Atlantic Division have mercy on the Montreal Canadiens? Well, mercifully, I hope we end up with the first pick overall because it could be a long season in Montreal. Well, I don't think it's going to be all doom and gloom. It should be pretty entertaining, at least. I really like the two young centers that they have. Yeah, starting with Captain Nick Suzuki, career-high 66 points last season. I think there's room for growth there. Uh, I think he'd be a point-per-game guy as soon as this year, maybe. Yeah, and uh, second center, also a young kid, Kirby Doc. They managed to pry him away from the Chicago Blackhawks. He's a big body, also only 22 years old. Had a pretty decent season last year, but I think he might have a bit more in the tank as well. Yeah, you got to think going into his second season in Montreal, he's probably a little bit more comfortable. Sounds like he's filled out a lot too. Yeah, and on the wing, they have some really nice young talent as well. I mean, no greater than Cole Caulfield. This is a bona fide goal scorer. What can we expect out of him this year, do you think? Well, he was on pace for over 40 goals last season, had the shoulder injury, had to shut it down, but he looks really good in preseason. I think he could pace around 40, maybe even high side 50 this year. Ooh, yeah, that would be that would be huge for Montreal. Yeah, goal Caulfield. Uh, what a shot this kid has. Yeah, 26 goals in 46 games. That's pretty impressive. That puts him on a well over 40 goal pace. Um, also, though, they have last year's first overall pick, Uri Slavkovsky. Um, You know, he had a 
decent enough rookie campaign. He was hurt. Uh, Mark, how about him? What can we expect out of him this yeah, year? Yeah, not a lot of people in Montreal using the word decent. Uh, pretty disappointing first year. Of course, ending the year injured was not great. But it's tough for an 18-year-old to adjust. New ice surface coming over from Europe. Uh, the tools are there. He's just got to catch up to the speed of the game. And hopefully this year he can maybe pot, I don't know, 30, 40 points. I think would be a successful second year. I do kind of like the uh, the mix of veterans that they have up front as well. Uh, Gallagher returns, Monaghan, Josh Anderson, they're bringing in Tanner Pearson. But Mark, as I look at this defense, I just don't know what to make of it. Yeah, not a lot of experience back there, although Mike Matheson was dynamite last year for Montreal. Uh, hopefully he can bring more of that. He's the leader of that decor. Caden Gooley is the guy to watch out for, though. Former first-round pick. He was pretty good last season. I think he'll take a step forward this year. Shut down defender skates really well. I kind of like Arbor Jackai. How about him back there? He's a big boy and doesn't mind mixing it up with some of the some of the more fierce fighters in the NHL. Yeah, I wonder if he and Reeves are going to tussle this season. And in net, there is no more Carey Price. They're dealing with Sam Montembeau and Jake Allen. Not the most confidence-inspiring duo back there, I'd say. The advanced stats on Montembeau were actually really good last season, but can he bring it for a full year? So that about does it for the Canadiens. Another team that might be in need of some mercy is the Detroit Red Wings. Now their captain, Dylan Larkin, 79 points last year, solid year, but do they have enough down the middle? Well, number two, they have Andrew Kopp, former Winnipeg Jet. I, I do have a bit of soft spot for him, but, you know, I don't love him as a number two. I would say that's a bit of a, a stretch for what he might offer. Yeah, I don't really see it as him being the two. I think you got a couple guys. They also brought in JT Comfer. I think between the two of them, they might bounce back and forth, second, third liners. We got all the middle six centers, maybe, but uh, he's kind of a Swiss Army knife kind of guy. Does a little bit of everything. He can kill penalties. He can play on your power play. So not a bad acquisition. No, uh, but their biggest acquisition in the offseason was getting Alex Dabrinkit. Um, he came over from Ottawa, and I think they're expecting big things from him offensively. It was a little bit of a down year for him in Ottawa, but if he can regain his scoring touch, this is what the Red Wings need. Yeah, sometimes a guy just doesn't fit on a certain team. I think both he and Ottawa realized it just wasn't the right fit. I think Detroit is going to get top billing, first line power play, first line with Larkin. So I think he could come back and score close to 40 here. I kind of like bringing in uh, Daniel Sprung, a little bit of a depth scorer. Yeah, he had a great year in Seattle last year, a very good even-strength player, so also they're going to hope for some depth contribution from him. As long as he's using his hands for scoring goals instead of punching out race car drivers. Yeah, a bit of a faux pas playing in Motor City, eh? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. A lot of attention is going to be on a couple of their young kids, Lucas Raymond and Maurice Sider. Yeah, they were both dynamite in the rookie seasons, had the sophomore slumps, and they're going to need a lot of scoring help uh, from Raymond because they're not that deep up front. No, Morris Sider definitely had a, his own sophomore slump. Still got 37 points, and, uh, you know, he plays good defensive game and a very physical game as well. So if he could just get a little more offense, you know, maybe if he could get up to 50 points, I think that would be a good improvement and really help the team out. Yeah, if both those kids could have bounce-back years, hey, look out. And uh, they did sort of overhaul the bottom end of their D. They brought in Jeff Petrie, Shane Gostisbehere, and Justin Hall, all some veteran players. Uh, Mark, what do you think about these guys? Don't like it. I think about all the forwards they're going to be facing within their division. I think they could get lit up. I think they might actually lead the league in goals allowed. And how about their goalie tandem? Who so? And James Reimer. Also does not inspire a ton of confidence. Um, 
especially Mark, uh, I know you're a big fan of James Reimer, aren't you? There's no Reimer reason why this guy is still playing in the NHL. It really makes no sense to me. Uh, again, this is why I think Detroit's going to have a lot of trouble keeping the puck out of their own net. Yeah, there are some concerns. Um, what do we think about the Iser plan? I'm officially worried about the Iser plan. Yeah. Um, getting all these high-priced uh, veterans coming in there, I just feel like they didn't have the, the young core that they needed. Yeah, yeah, not enough elite young talent, both up front and on the blue line. They've got a few nice pieces, but I think they're just trying to peak too early here. Yeah, it seems like they're putting out a team that's not really ready to compete at an elite level at all. Uh, yeah, some questions with the Iser plan for sure. All right, so what's next here? Well, guys, uh, while we're at the temple, we got to burn some of these incense sticks over here. Just over here. I've always loved the smell of incense. Yeah. Me it's too. A, it's a cool smell. So just great, you know, if we grab a couple of these and just light them okay. here on the candle. All right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Put her in there. Yeah. Adds to the ambiance, right? Hmm, absolutely. Yeah. And how about the Buffalo Sabres? Are they making sense for the playoffs this year? Well, they just might be making sense with this deadly duo on D back there. I mean, Rosmus Dahlin really broke out last year, almost point per game. And Owen Power, he seems to be continuing to improve. So, I mean, you know, this year they're going to be really dangerous and moving forward, they could be one of the best duos in the entire league. I think they improved the depth on the blue line as well. I liked the moves of bringing in uh, Connor Clifton from Boston. And Eric Johnson's a good veteran as well that will help stabilize things. Well, they are definitely going to need some good goaltending this year, but it's a really inexperienced group. Yeah, everybody's talking about Devin Levi being the next great goaltender in the NHL, and maybe he'll one day he'll be that, but young goalies, I don't know, banking on a young goalie is always a dicey play. He played seven games last year and looked pretty good. He's a confident kid. Yeah, for sure. Great personality, and uh, he seems to be liked by, by a lot of the team, and certainly the media. Um, Uka Pekalukunen is the other guy, also quite inexperienced. Um, there is some potential there, but I think we just really don't know what we're going to get out of either of these guys going into next season. Yeah, one of them's going to have to emerge, because the only other goaltender of note is Eric Comrie. He's the elder statesman at the tender age of 28. Hasn't had that much experience in the league, though. Yeah, a lot of questions in, in net for Buffalo. But some bright spots. I mean, if we look at their forward group, that wow. top line, that top Fantastic. line. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck, and Jeff Skinner. Yeah, I watched a lot of that line last year, plucked a couple of those guys off the waiver wire in my fantasy league. Uh, they, I think they're going to be one of the top lines again. Yeah, and I don't mind their second line either. Dylan Cousins should take a step forward. Uh, a lot of people are pretty high on J.J. Paterka. Maybe not this year quite, but uh, certainly in the future. And Casey Middlestad, another young forward who I think uh, has some room to grow into. Yeah, Dylan Cousins has been very good. I can't wait to see what he's going to do this year. And they also have uh, one of my favorite players, uh, Zemgus Gergensens, um, for some nice depth. Great and name. Great, great name. name. One of the best names in the league, so got to like that. I've always said if I'm ever a father, I'm going to name my firstborn Zemgus. <laughs> well, I think this team will be competitive until the very end and has an outside shot at the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, another team on the rise in a very similar boat to Buffalo, the Ottawa Senators. These guys do have a chance to make the playoffs as well. What do we want to say about them? Well, we got to talk about their two young studs, Tim Stutzla. 90 points last year. Does he have a chance for 100 this year? I don't see why not. Right? He yeah, could. He's been dynamite. And of course, Brady to Chuck, he had 83 points last year. He has some room to grow. For sure he does. For sure he does. Um, a lot is going to be riding on another one of the young, your young players, uh, Josh Norris. 
He was hurt last year. He seems to be still dealing with some shoulder issues. If he could be healthy and contribute at the level he's capable of, watch out. This is a dangerous team. I was surprised about Claude Giroux last year. He had an excellent season. He's a great fit playing with some of those young studs we mentioned before, uh, that veteran leadership. He's also a local guy. He's from Ontario. Uh, I think he's going to be kind of the Joe Pavelski of the Eastern Conference and uh, extend his career in Ottawa. Okay. And Alex Dabrinkit, of course, we mentioned that he left for Detroit, but they bring in uh, Tarasenko. Yep. Vladimir Tarasenko. We can see how much he can contribute, uh, how much he's got left in the tank. But also on that second line, they have Drake Batherson, another really young, great player who can score. Um, so I, I really love their uh, top-end talent on the first two lines. One well, thing that impresses me about this team is their defense. Yeah, wow. I mean, the big three-headed monster of Thomas Shabbat, Jacob Chikrin, and Jake Sanderson, newly signed to that eight-year, $8 million per season deal. I love what Ottawa is doing, locking up their best players long-term. Yeah, and Artem Zub, uh, he's a big physical presence back there. I think he's an important piece of the defensive puzzle as well for, for Ottawa. Yeah, Zubaloob brings the sandpaper. And Ottawa made a big splash in the free agent goaltending market by bringing in Jonas Corposalo. Yeah, a little underwhelming in Columbus, but he looked really good in Los Angeles last year in his brief stint there. I think that really solidifies the goaltending position for them. Yeah, and I also don't mind Anton Forsberg as a backup. I think in, in the goaltending position, they're much, maybe not much stronger, but certainly stronger than Buffalo and Detroit. Um, I like this team on paper quite a lot. Guys, I'm really liking the music going on. I know it's not our usual kind of soundtrack, but uh, digging the vibes. Yeah, let's get a little closer here. It sounds cool. Yeah, this this old gentleman here uh, playing Urhu sounds really good. Let's go take a look. It's a cool one-stringed instrument. I've always really liked the sound of it. You know, as we continue to work our way through to the vision here, uh, it's kind of a transitional point. We've got kind of the old guard now, some of these teams that have been near the top of the division, and they've all got major question marks. Uh, let's let's start with the Boston Bruins, who have lost their captain, Patrice Bergeron, and their number two centerman, David Krejci. Who's going to step up? Yeah, I'm really going to miss uh, Patrice Bergeron. What a player, what a career. Krejci also had a nice career as well. Uh, we know that this team will not repeat their record-setting no. season last year, but yeah, their they're, they're center depth. Really hurting. I mean, Pavel Zaka, I think he's a good player and probably has a bit more in him than he's shown in the past, but is he really a number one center? Um, I'm not so sure. Charlie Coyle. Decent. Yeah decent players but just nowhere near the caliber they had last year and in previous years yeah depth players that are now thrust into leading roles they're gonna have to lean heavily on the wingers thankfully they've got a couple of the best in the game yes david pasternak had an amazing year 60 goals last season and the new captain uh brad marchand is back Yep, and he's, you know, he's always an excellent, excellent player. I think you can rely on him for some, some good production and obviously a leadership role. Um, defense, I think they're stronger on defense than they are at forward. I, I do like Grizzlick and McAvoy. I think they're a good one-two punch. Um, Hampus Lindholm, also an excellent, excellent defender back there. Well, I think the one-two punch is actually McAvoy and Lindholm. Sure. Uh, Grizzlick hasn't really panned out yet. Uh, he's still relatively young, and some D-men take longer to reach their potential. So I'm not writing him off, but Lindholm was dynamite last year. John, what do you think of some of the uh, veteran um, veteran acquisitions that they brought in? JVR, Luch. Luch yeah. is back in uh, Boston and Shattenkirk. Uh, yeah, they're all good players. Uh, JBR definitely ha still has some offensive talent, but I don't think it's enough to replace the guys they lost. Of course, they lost Taylor Hall and uh, Nick Foligno as well. So those are guys that uh, they're going to have to replace. I'm 
certainly not too high on Milan Lucic. I'm not sure how much he has left. But the real strength of this team is in net. Yeah, they've got Linus Allmark, reigning Vesna Trophy winner, and arguably the best second goalie on any team, Jeremy Swayman. He's going to be a starter in the league at some point. Yeah, I think that goaltending is going to have to be excellent to patch up some of the other deficiencies in this roster if they want to make the playoffs. And moving along to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, this is a team who's never really had problems in goal with Andre Vasilevsky. He's been incredible, but they got some really unfortunate news. Yeah, he underwent a medical procedure on his back. He's expected to miss the first two months of the season. And take it from a guy who's had back issues. Once you've got back problems, you never know when it's going to go out. So this is a big problem going forward for Tampa Bay. Yeah, and unfortunately, they don't really have anybody to plug in there. I mean, currently, they're looking at this guy, Jonas Johansson, um, has had a little bit of NHL experience, but has not really performed very well in the chances he's had. So this is a big problem for this team. They'll probably pick up a veteran, maybe like a Martin Jones, a Dan Vladar, but uh, it's no Andre Vasilevsky. You know, Tampa Bay's been competitive for so many years, but their depth has been getting whittled away here. Um, the year before, they lost Palat. This year, Kalorn, um, Ross Colton, Corey Perry's not there anymore. Yeah, I mean, they still have Anthony Sorelli. They have Nick Paul. They have Tanner Janot from last year. Uh, Brandon Hagel, of course, he's on the top line. I think these are decent players, uh, but they're going to have to step up and, and do a little more of the heavy lifting than they're used to. Yeah, bringing in Connor Sherry could help too. Uh, again, though, what is his ceiling 20 goal season maybe they still have a fantastic core i mean kucherov 113 points last year right we made a big deal about Braden point he got 51 goals yeah unbelievable right? year for point um incredible and you know that stam coast he was a little bit down he had 34 goals last year but he still had 84 points so they're going to be relying a lot on those guys. He's a little bit down because the uh, team has not offered him an extension yet. They're going to save that until the end of the year. So I wonder if the captain's not happy, is that going to have an effect on the overall morale in the locker room, especially with Vaz going down? And they still have a strong defense. I do like their defense. I mean, Victor Hedman and Miguel Sergachev are really excellent defenders. Uh, Nick Perbix is good. Eric Chernak is a big body who can uh, really provide some defensive play. So their defense is pretty solid. But I don't know, is that going to be enough to really patch up the holes and get them into the playoffs? Yeah, I could see them really struggling to get in there. I mean, they'll be in the race, but uh, they're not the shoe in they used to be. Another Sunshine State squad dealing with injuries is the Florida Panthers. What a run this team went on last year. They made the playoffs by one point. They made it all the way to the finals. But two big players, Aaron Ekblad and Brendan Montour, are banged up to start the year. Yeah, this is their top two defensemen. Without them, their defense core looks pretty slim. Uh, Gustav Forsling, he's okay. They brought in OEL, decent defender, um, but again, we're not sure at this stage in his career how much he can offer. Um, you know, and as far as injuries go, Matthew Kachuk, of course, played a couple games with that broken sternum, maybe just one game with a broken sternum. How healthy is he coming into this year? Uh, a lot of people are worried about that. Yeah, Matthew to Chuck. I mean, what a superstar he's become. Uh, another 100-point season. People will be watching him closely to see how healthy he is to start, though. Yeah, and I mean, on that top line as well, they have Carter Verhage. He had an excellent, excellent year. He broke the 40-goal mark for the first time in his career. I really like this guy. He's a bit of a spark plug. But I think the guy who can be the anchor of that line... Uh kind of almost forgotten about in all of this is Alexander Barkov. I think he has another gear that he can reach and he's yeah, going to have to do it early down on. down year for him last year? A little bit, yeah. He's, he's still an elite player, but uh, I think, like I said, he can take it to another level. He's going to have to because they're going to be in tough to start the year. 
And what about in net, guys? They're bringing back uh, Officer Bobrovsky mm-hmm, yeah. and uh, Spencer Knight. Yes, obviously, Sergei Bobrovsky had that excellent run all the way to the Stanley Cup final, just fell short. But during the regular season, he has been known to be a very, very streaky goaltender. So, backing him up is Spencer Knight. Uh, Mark, what do you think about Spencer? No doubting this kid's talent. Uh, he did spend some time in the player assistance program last year. Hopefully everything's going well for him on a personal level because he's got great potential and Florida's banking on him being their franchise goalie down the road here. Yeah, I would expect this team to make the playoffs, but I don't think it's a guarantee. Well, guys, before we leave the temple, I do think we have to throw the moon blocks. You know, they have these sort of crescent-shaped wooden blocks. You throw them like dice and you can ask the gods a question and, uh, you know, you'll receive a little answer. Oh, these are really cool. I like these. What's the question then? Well, Jeff, there's one team left in the division. We have yet to talk about your Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's see what the Moonblocks think about their prospects for this year. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Will um, they win the Stanley Cup? All right. All right. Yeah. That's the question. Uh, I'll ask the gods. Will the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup? Here we go. Uh, that means yes, right? Oh, no. 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 No, no, no. When they're both the one da- side's up and the one side... No, it's yes. No, that means no. They both have to be down. Both sides down. Are you sure? Well, I'm not actually sure. Yeah, I'm not Are you totally sure, John? Sure. No, I'm not. I can't, you might have I can't to ask say. The tour guide over here. Yeah, okay. But before we do that, why don't we talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs? Well, we have to begin with the core four. So much has been said about these guys. Mitch Marner last year had 99 points. He almost cracked the century mark. I would be shocked if he doesn't get there this year. Yeah, and Austin Matthews, one of the best players in the world maybe the best goal scorer in the world right now. But will he be healthy? The wrist has given him problems. And I mean, when you're a sniper, if you've got wrist problems, you're not going to be performing up to par. Yeah, he dropped from 60 goals to 40 last season. John, where do you think he comes in this year? Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get back up to 50. Hopefully that wrist is at least a little bit improved. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him right back up there in the elite tier. A lot of people thought that John Tavares uh, missed a step a bit, but I mean, he still is a point of game player. You could argue that he's lost a step, although he was never the most fleet of foot guy. Uh, I think he is still a really important player on this team, anchoring that second line. And Nylander, who was also a you know, point-of-game player, a lot of talk about moving him at center. Do you think they'll actually stick with that? I don't know if they'll stick with it. I mean, they'll give it a try. They're giving it a try here in the preseason, and it's looking like they may start the season like that. I don't think it's going to stick, though. I really don't. I think you kind of want him on the wing. He's such a dynamic offensive threat from there. He's in the contract year, though, so you know he's going to be coming in hungry. And the Leafs had a fairly busy offseason. Um, you know, O'Reilly went, went out the door. Uh, Bunting is gone. But they bring in Bertuzzi, Domi. Uh, they also got uh, Klingberg and Ryan Reeves. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of these changes? I really like what they did at forward. I think that Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi are the perfect combination of skill and grit, kind of what Toronto's been missing in their top six. So really nice adds and the contracts are reasonable as well for a team that's close to the cap. Yeah, I don't like so much what they did on the back end. John Klingberg, I think, is a fine defenseman, but he's more of an offensive guy. I don't really think that's what the Leafs need. They need more of a stay-at-home presence, especially for their playoff run. Yeah, the decor is certainly not a strength. I don't love the depth there. I think that's an area they're going to have to address at the deadline, but it will be enough to get them through to the playoffs for sure. I am really curious about a couple of youngsters. Matthew Nyes, I thought, looked really good when he joined the Leafs late last season before his injury. And another guy who's just had so many injuries is Nick Robertson. Is this the year that he finally breaks through? Because if one of these guys could really get in there, make a big difference for Toronto. Yeah, I think Nyes is a pretty safe bet to score at least 40 points this year. Robertson, I'm not sold on, but the talent's definitely there. 
And how about their goaltending? Ilya Samsonov returns, and we're going to see more of Joseph Wall this year. They performed pretty well in the playoffs last year as a duo. Um, I think it's pretty decent. Certainly, uh, if it's not a strength, it's not a weakness either. Yeah, Samsonov was solid last year, and Wall's pretty young kid, but the sample size from what I've seen, pretty good goalie. Yeah, usual story for the Leafs, question marks in net, question marks on the D, dynamite forwards. I still think they're the best bet to win the division, though. All right, well, I guess we're finished now with the Atlantic Division. Why don't we keep this show moving and uh, move right along? Where's the exit? Yeah, 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 good call. Hey, guys, wait, wait. Before we take off, though, for the MRT station, I got a little surprise for you. I got some firecrackers. What? No, man. Well, come on. We're at the temple. We have to ward off the evil spirits. Oh, out in the street, though. On the street. Yeah, yeah, of course, on the street. I don't know, man. Yeah, come on. Here, follow me. You want to do the honors John, here? are you in on this? Chef, no, light it up. Light no, it. No. John. Remember what happened last time? I don't want I want no part of this. Sorry, John. This uh, podcast is a democracy. Come Let's on. light them no, up. This is dangerous. Oh, oh, man. This is going to be fun. Okay. Here we go. Jeff, Let's here. light okay, it. Here we okay. go. Okay. Well, don't put it there. No. You didn't have good thoughts in oh, your head. It's your bad man. energy, dude. I'm sorry, know. but sorry, know. John. Okay, guys. Blood. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, let's get out of here, John. Let's go. Every time. Every time. And here we are in Taipei Main Station. Uh, not much to look at from the outside, but this grand hall is quite nice in here. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, you know, big high ceilings. And uh, a lot of people like to hang out here, um, especially some of the Filipino and Indonesian community of Taipei City. So it's a lively place, especially on the weekend here. Yeah, you know, I've lived here for 15 years, and there are still times when I just get lost in Main Station. There are just so many exits and underground malls and shops. It's it's pretty cool place. It is, and we are going to preview the Metropolitan Division from right here on the floor. Got our nice cardboard here to sit on, a nice little spot. Thankfully, I got here early because these two guys are never on time for anything. And yeah, let's get right into it, gentlemen. Uh, my We're... foot is still just killing me, though, boys. You gotta, you gotta fight through the pain, oh, John. Are you okay there, John? Well, you gotta find the right way to sit. It's, yeah, bleeding a little bit. We're still going to the zoo, though, right? Uh, I guess so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll okay. see. I'll just rest it here for a little bit. Okay, well, let's get going. So who's at the bottom of the Metro this year, guys? Easy, easy call. The Philadelphia Flyers, they're in for a rough season, I think. Yes, I mean, I think their defense core is probably their weakest spot. Uh, it's pretty hurting. I mean, they have Mark Stahl, they have Travis Sanheim, they have Rasmus Ristolainen. Um, not great at the top, and then it tails off from there pretty quickly. So that's going to be a pretty weak point on the team, I think. Yeah, that is hurting. Um, hopefully Cam York, the young kid, can step up. Yeah, he's probably going to get to run the power play now that Tony D'Angelo's out of town, so I think they're expecting big things from him. One nice thing about the forward group is they get a couple of vets who are returning. Uh, Sean Couturier is going to be back, and Cam Atkinson. Yeah, they both missed the entire year last season, so that is massive. That's pretty much two-thirds of their first line right there, so if those guys can contribute, they will be a little bit more competitive, I think. Yeah, and I mean, they're hoping for a big season out of Owen Tippett for sure. Um, and Morgan Frost, uh, young kid, let's see what he can offer this year. Yeah, he had a strong finish to last season. Um, I just don't see where the wins are going to come in such a difficult division with that lack of high-end scoring talent and just an atrocious decor. Yeah, they're going to need an 
out-of-this-world performance by Carter Hart. I thought he was very good last year, but he's going to need to be outstanding. Oh, say, Mark, show me your phone. You're the only guy who went to Canada this past summer. I'd like to see what you're up to. Mm, yeah, I think I'm going to take a hard pass on that one, Jeff. That's kind of a creepy request. Well, we must be talking about the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, and Mike Babcock. We hardly knew you. I think we knew too much about him coming into this job. It's probably for the best that he's moved along, and we'll probably never see him again, so good news for the NHL. Well, there are some bright spots on Columbus. They have some really talented young players. Ken Johnson, his second year, he had a pretty decent rookie campaign with 40 points. Um, and, of course, third overall pick, Adam Fantilli. A lot of people are high on this guy. I mean, I think in other years he could have been a first overall pick. Um, so he'll start in the NHL. We'll see what he can get going. But certainly a bright spot for the future moving forward. Yeah, no, I really like what Columbus is building. Speaking of building, they've done a nice job rebuilding their blue line, uh, bringing in a couple of key contributors potentially here. Damon Severson comes in on a big ticket contract. They also acquired Ivan Provorov, who at one point in his career looked like he'd be a Norris Trophy winner someday. He kind of stalled out in Philly. Maybe a change of scenery gets him back on track. Yeah, and they're hoping for a healthy year of Zach Wierenski, a great defender. If they could get him healthy and uh, playing up to his potential, that would be great. And also Adam Boquist, he's a returning defenseman, pretty solid. Um, so all in all, I think their defense is pretty decent. I would say that the two big questions going into this season for Columbus are Johnny Goudreau and Patrick Laine. Can these guys find their games? Goudreau was less than a point a game last year. Uh, Laine only had 22 goals. These guys can do better. Yeah, there is some talk of Line A playing center. I think that's a slightly odd choice. Uh, it's, it's tough work playing center. Um, another big question, of course, Elvis Merzlikens in goal. Um, can they bring Elvis back from the dead? Not a great season last season. Let's see what we can get out of him this year. Yeah, I think he's going to have to carry a pretty heavy load. Uh, they did claim Spencer Martin from Vancouver on waivers to help shore up the position. Uh, their goaltending prospect, Daniel Tarasov, is injured to start the season, so things could be rough if uh, Merzlikens doesn't perform up to par. Yeah, I think that things will be better in Columbus this year. It's just a question of how much. I really don't think they'll make the playoffs. Well, another team that I do think is going to be a little bit better than last season is the Washington Capitals. They were pretty banged up last year. Uh, they're coming in much healthier. What do we think about these guys? Well, they'll, they'll be returning with their superstar veterans, Alexander Ovechkin, Nicholas Backstrom. Uh, Ovi is on the race to catch Gretzky. It's not going to happen this season, but if he has a good year, he could probably do it next year. Yeah, you know, if you look at the team on paper and you look at some of the names, you think, wow, there's a lot of potential in this lineup, but will they be healthy? And I think a lot of these guys are on the downside of their careers. Uh, there are a few young guys that could help out. I think Connor McMichael is a player they have a high hopes for come and give an injection to the scoring punch and uh, Dylan Strome in his first year as a capital was also effective. Tom Wilson should be healthy for this year and he is a big piece, uh, adds such a physical presence so having him healthy should help. Yeah, he signed that big contract in the offseason so they're definitely pinning a lot on him. And they need a healthy John Carlson. Yes, I mean in his prime he is one of the best offensive defensemen. Uh, how about the rest of the D though? Yeah, that's the problem. Once you get past John Carlson, uh, I do like what Rasmus Sandin brought after they added yes, him at the deadline he was very last good. year. He was excellent. Good trade for them. Beyond that though, Martin Fairvery, Nick Jensen, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, these are pretty middle of the road guys at best. Uh, they brought in Joel Edmondson in the offseason. He's already injured, so I think this is probably a below average decor in a division with a lot 
lot of scary offensive firepower. Yeah, um, um, in goal, they have Darcy Kemper returning. Um, you know, decent goalie. Pretty good. Pretty good goalie. League average at best, I'd say. I'm not mm. a big fan of his, to be honest, guys. I don't know. I think he's all right. Charlie Lindgren is okay backup. He played okay last he's year. He's a battler, but again, not an answer in net, really. Yeah, I mean, this team, I think bubble team they didn't make the playoffs last year i think they'll struggle to make the playoffs this year yeah and with a disgruntled uh, kuznetsov you wonder if he's going to last the year there well i think if there was a taker they would have gotten rid of him already but his value is not that high around the league right now so i think they're just stuck with him yeah i think the capitals are going to have to scratch and claw their way to the playoffs if they're going to make it yes and another bubble team uh, a team that did make the playoffs last year but always seems to be hanging around there the new york islanders probably their biggest strength in net, Ilya Sorokin. Mark, what do you what do you think about him? Well, I think he's <laughs> arguably the best goalie in the world right now, and if he wasn't on that team, we'd be talking about their lottery prospects. One thing that I do like about this Islander team is their center depth. Uh, Brock Nelson quietly led this team in scoring with 75 points last year. Then they got Bo Horvat. Now, Horvat came over from the trade with Vancouver. He was not great after the trade, but I think he'll be better this year. Yeah, he made a lot of his living on that power play with Vancouver last year. No more Quinn Hughes, no more Elias Pettersson, no more JT Miller to feed him the puck, so I'm not sure he can be an offensive stud like he was in Vancouver at the start of the season. I do like uh, JGP, Sean. Gabriel Pajot is their third center. He's excellent in that role. Yeah, they, I mean, they're experimenting with Matt Barzell. He was the number one center for years, but, you know, I don't really think it was the best role for him. So he's playing on the wing to start the season, at least. Uh, that'll be interesting to see how much he can produce and if he can get Bo Horvat going a little bit more offensively as well. Yeah, uh... They're pretty solid on the blue line, although not that spectacular. I guess Noah Dobson is the closest thing. They have a star back there. The law firm of Pelican and Pollock is back in business as well. Um, again, solid, but nothing that's going to scare opposing teams. Yeah, it's going to be scoring by committee again, as we always talk about with this Islander team. Who might step up? I think the one guy that has potential to pop as a forward is probably Oliver Wallstrom, former first-round pick. The guy's got a great shot. Doesn't seem to be able to stay healthy and a bit of a question mark in his own end, but uh, he could emerge maybe for them. Yeah, another New York Islanders kind of season expected from the New York Islanders. Imagine that. <laughs> well, yeah, ironically, a team built for playoff hockey may not be playing once the playoffs roll around. Let's move along to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, last year when we did our season preview show, we said we were a little bit worried about this team, that this aging core didn't have enough. In the end, they missed the playoffs by one point. Are things going to get better for them this year? Well, the optimist would say they've added Eric Carlson, who is another stud. Huge. And now their core has one more trusted veteran coming off the best season of his career, Rainy Norris Trophy wow. winner. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he fits in there. Uh, they got their core, of course. And last season, people were always wondering if they're going to stay healthy. Amazingly, both Malkin and Crosby played all 82 games. Um, so can they stay healthy? Can they maintain that? And if they do, is it going to be enough to get them in the playoffs? Big, big question. Yeah, the health of Jake Getzel also a question mark. Mm. Will he be 100%? Because he's such an important player for them. And, I mean, beyond Carlson and Latang, there's some questions with their defensive depth, for sure. Yeah, missteps made in previous years, letting go of Matheson, letting go of Marino. The Jeff Petrie experiment is over. He has been moved out. And now they're left with guys like Marcus Pedersen, Ryan Graves, who, you know, is a pretty good defensive defenseman. Do you really want him on a top pairing or even in a top four? I just, I don't think they have enough. They're going to have to overplay the veterans, Latang and Carlson. That could be problematic. For their forward group, they return uh, Rusty, 
he's back, and Ricard Raquel was pretty good last season. But they've brought in uh, Riley Smith, Noel Achari, and Lars Eller. Yeah, I think all three of those guys have seen better days. I guess Riley Smith probably has the most potential. Still got some good wheels. Uh, he can kill penalties, so I think he's a nice addition. And what about a net job? Well, Tristan Jari returns. Um, he had an okay season last year, but I, I would say it's questionable how consistent he can be. Uh, back up, they have Alex Nedeljkovic. Um, he's been pretty hot and cold throughout his NHL career, leaning towards the colder side. So, uh, you know, not super confident with the goaltending. Yeah, they gave Jari the big contract. They need him to step up because... I am not that confident in their backup situation. Yeah, we'll see if uh, Kyle Dubas makes some moves as the season goes on. I'm really questioning the choice of Main Station, guys. I mean, even for Main Station, this is a crazy busy day. Look at how many people there are around. Yeah, I mean, we got people going to the train, the high-speed train, the, the underground train, the MRT, and the airport rail, uh, rail the bus station. There's, there's a lot of movement here. Always yeah, a lot of this people. This is quite yeah, the yeah. hub. Yeah, Might have to move over yeah, a little bit here, though. Ow! Oh! What happened? That dude just stepped on my foot. Oh, well, you were kind of sprawled out there. You're kind of asking for it. Like, John, how is man, your foot? It's starting to swell up a little bit, actually. Ah, uh, rub some dirt on it. Oh, man, okay. All right, let's keep her moving then. Okay, okay. Oh, man. Well, how about we head over uh, the New York Rangers? I mean, this is a team that was really, really good last year. What are we looking at with them this year? Yeah, it's weird. I think people are a little bit down on the Rangers. I think the way they fizzled out in the playoffs and lost to the Devils, I think they're not perceived as being the cream of the crop in the division anymore. But, I mean, I could see them still winning that division Absolutely. and going deep. For sure. They got some trusted veterans at the top of their lineup. I think that both Zibanejad and also Paterin are potentially 100-point scorers. They really stir the drink, especially on the power play. Uh, I like Vincent Trocek and Chris Kreider. They got some grit and some scoring talents in the front there. And I like bringing in Blake Wheeler for, you know, 750 grand. I think he's still got a little game left. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Room for improvement, though, out of some of the younger players, uh, you know, especially Alex Lafreniere and Capococco, Philip Heedle as well. I mean, if they could get these guys to step up to the next level, I think this team is a real Stanley Cup contender. Yeah, they're all around that age, you know. They're, they're early 20s where they should be hitting their strides. So this could be the year for all three of them. I really like the defense core of the New York Rangers, led by Adam Fox. I mean, this guy is going to be another Norris candidate. He's been excellent. Keandre Miller's made a lot of progress, yeah? And Jacob Trouba is such a punishing hitter back there. I love the grittiness of uh, Ryan Lindgren. And, you know, in the offseason, they brought in Eric Gustafson. Uh, hey, you know? Yeah, I mean, not? he's, yeah, he could play, you know, 20, 30 games for you, maybe pitch in on the power play second unit. Uh, Braden Schneider, also a very solid young defenseman whose best years are ahead of him. For sure. And then, you know, in net, of course, Igor Shosturkin. Oh, what a goalie. Yeah, one of the elites. Uh, so I don't think there's too many questions with him, but with the backup position, were Igor to go down? Oh, boy. Yeah, they're looking at Jonathan Quick, 37-year-old Jonathan Quick, um, who may not really be an NHL goalie anymore, he isn't. unfortunately. Did you guys yeah. watch last season? He cannot play in the NHL anymore. Yeah. So we might see a little Louis Domingue action because he's listed as the third goaltender right now. So Igor... Please be careful. Your team really needs you this year. Okay, we're moving up to the top of the division here. Um, Carolina Hurricanes, they made it all the way to the Stanley Cup semifinals last year. And uh, well, what are we thinking about them this year? They're looking pretty good. Well, they have a sick team. Yeah, they say defense wins championships, and that is obviously what they're trying to build here. I mean, you look at their D, and their top six could all be guys that play in a team's top four. 
You could even argue that on a bad team, all these guys could play a top pairing. So they already had Brent Burns, Brady Shea, Brett Pesci, and Jacob Slavin. That's already awesome. They go out, they get Dmitry Orlov. Boston couldn't afford to keep him around. And they bring back Tony D'Angelo, who, you know, he's got some warts defensively, but he can run a power play. So that is, that is elite. I think it's the best decor in the league. It looks as though it's going to be another year of scoring by committee. Yes, I mean, this is a team that really could use a game-breaker scorer, right? I mean, Svechnikov could be the guy. Aho could also be the guy, but they haven't been the guys. Yeah, they need a healthy season out of Svechnikov. They also need a lot more from guys like Jesperi Kotkaniemi. Now, I know he's still relatively young, but they're paying him to be a second centerman, and he hasn't been that yet. So unless he can step up, and also a guy like Tara Vinen, he had a real down year yeah, last he season. he disappeared. I'm not sure what was wrong. Hopefully it was maybe something health-related, and he's back to his old form this year, because they're going to need him. Yeah, I think they will be looking for more out of Seth Jarvis as well. Last year was a bit of a down year after a really good rookie year. So, I mean, if he could contribute more, that would be a huge boon for them. Yeah, Martin Nietzsche was one of the few bright spots. He had led the team in scoring. And I'm really curious to see what Bunting can do. They brought him in from Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about the goaltending? Uh, I, I think they had a few options back there. Well, I mean, first of all, we got Freddie Anderson. I mean, he's a pretty solid goaltender, but he always seems to have injury problems, always spends some of the time on, on the injured reserve list. Um, Auntie Ranta. Oh, yes, old Auntie Ranta coming over, pinching your cheeks, getting you tube socks for Christmas. I'm actually kind of wondering why they brought him back. Yeah, I mean, they do have Pyotr Kachekov. Um, he played really well in the AHL and on the, in the few looks he had in the NHL. So I wonder how much we'll see of him this year. I think we'll see a lot from him because those other two guys in front of him just seem to get hurt every single year. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of questions surrounding this team, but it just goes to show you how good of a coach Rod Brendamore is because I would expect that these guys will be right near the top at the end of the season. Okay, but at the top, I think we have to talk about the New Jersey Devils. I mean, this is a team with yes. all sorts of offensive firepower, super exciting to watch, and people seem to be very, very high on them going into this year. Yeah, it was a big breakout season for them last year, and yeah. now a lot of people are putting this team near yeah. the top. Ow! Yeah, the crazy thing with them is they... Guys, I'm sorry, man. What? A, my foot is just, it's just killing me. It's uh -oh. really killing me. I'm going to go find, like, a clinic or... or Clinic, I don't know about a clinic. Oh, yeah, so like some painkillers. Yeah. There's a pharmacy around. Maybe there's a first aid room over there. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm gonna. I gotta find something. It is just throbbing. It's throbbing. Do okay, you know well, where you're going? I'm just gonna walk over here. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up with you guys. I'll meet you back here in just a few minutes. Just yeah. wait for me, okay? Okay. okay. And right. poor guy must be really hurt. Yeah, I just hope we can find his way back, man. It's so busy here. Well, Mark, New Jersey Devils. Let's talk about yeah, one of your favorite players, oh, so Jack exciting. Hughes. I love watching this guy play hockey. He's so creative. His edge work is among the best in the game, and I still feel like there's more room for this guy to grow. He's still like super young. Yeah, he could probably get 100 points this year. Yeah. Well, I think he's a shoe in for 100. I think this could be the highest scoring team in the league. You look up and down the roster, you could make a case for at least eight of these guys potting 20 goals this season. Yes, and they've got Nico Heischer, possibly a Selkie nominee. Yeah, I mean, that one-two punch, Hughes and Heischer, that's tough to beat. Uh, the one guy I'm looking for this year to step up for them is their former first-round pick, Alexander Holtz. He's getting a look in the top six, and this guy can fire the puck, and with all the talent out there, he's going to be able to get open, I think. Yeah, that is scary. I love that Dawson Mercer kid. He's excellent. Yeah. And good move by bringing in Tyler Toffoli. Yeah, a good veteran. I think he'll fit in very nicely. They'll be especially happy to have him once playoffs roll around. And what about that decor? Oh my god. I mean, the decor, the potential of the decor is terrifying. 
Luke Hughes, I mean, what we saw of him last year at the end of the year, he's got enormous potential. Uh, and they got Simone Nemec as well. I'm not sure how much he'll play this year, but he was the former second overall pick. He's going to be a big player for them as well. If they have injuries, it's not a bad guy to be able to call upon. And Siegenthaler is such a great defensive Defensively defense. excellent. Of course, Dougie Hamilton Dougie led Hamilton them in scoring. What a season yeah. he had last year. 74 points. No, he's excellent. He's always been a very good defenseman. I think he's in a perfect spot in New Jersey right now. Uh, the only real question mark I have is the goaltending. Yes. Who do you think is going to be the starter there? Well, I think that it could go either way. I think they'll probably just ride the hot hand. It'll be your classic, you know, platoon situation. And hopefully one of them emerges by the time the playoffs come around. I like the talent of Schmid. He's a big goalie, covers a lot of the net, pretty athletic as well. Uh, Vanacek is serviceable. I don't think he'll ever be a franchise goalie, but um, who knows, maybe at the deadline that's something they have to look at showing up. Whoa, did you hear that? Huh. What's that message? Listen. Attention. With the owner of a Caucasian male, most likely in his late 40s, please report to the infirmary. He answers to the name Sean oh. and has a sizable wound uh -oh. in his left foot. You better go get John. Oh, it's man. John. <laughs> I hope he's okay. Okay, well, I guess we'll go and try and find him. Okay, well, the devil's in quest for a cup, and we're on a quest for the third member of our podcast. Wish us luck. And we're back. We're back on the Taipei Metro, the MRT, or as we used to call it, the Mr. T. I pity the fool that doesn't use public transportation. How are you feeling there, John? Yeah, how's oh, your foot? I mean, my foot is killing me. Yeah, and I, I got pale. a little lost there in the main station. Um, it was tough. Yeah, I'm not feeling great. You're among friends again, and we're still going to the zoo, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much uh, is this going to cost me, man? We don't have a lot of money. Oh, it's fine, man. I got free passes. Don't worry. It's all on me. Yeah, let's not stress about money. You know, I've got a funny feeling everything's going to work out uh, for us. I don't us. know. We've been in dire straits here, but uh, this trip this trip is on me, so don't worry about it. Okay. Well, boys, we're doing the Central Division. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be too hard to figure out where we're going to start if we're going from the bottom. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks, probably not going to be a playoff contender this year. I wouldn't think so, but uh, there's a lot of cause for optimism there. They have Connor Bedard. Um, how many points can he get? That's a big question coming into this year. What do we think? Yeah, I cannot wait to see what this kid will do for his rookie season. I'm thinking 70 points. Yeah, I think 70 points is actually a little conservative. I think you could get closer to point a game. Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know, but I, I would say anywhere from 60 to 90. That's where I'm going. 60 points to 90 points. It's very it's hard to the judge range rookies. There, John. I know it is. I know. From zero to 1,000 points, <laughs> eh, John? Yeah, yeah. fair enough. It's going to be a long season in the Windy City, but do you guys like some of the vets they brought in to play with this kid? Yeah, I like the idea of some of these guys they brought in just to, you know, kind of give him some support. You got guys who've been leaders on their team, you know, players like Nick Foligno. Corey Perry, who's been through so many playoff battles. Yeah, yeah, and Taylor Hall, former first overall pick himself, so he might have some guidance for young Connor Bedard there. Yeah, they could probably make some beautiful music together on that first line power play. 
Yeah, I don't think fans are going to see a lot of wins there, but should be entertaining. Yeah, for sure. And uh, close to Chicago, uh, I think Arizona. Now, this is a team that's been in the basement for so long. There is some reason for excitement, though, this year, isn't there? Yeah, if you look at the way they closed the year last year, a lot more competitive down the stretch. Guys like Clayton Keller and former fifth overall Barrett Hayton really starting to show their promise. And you look at the guys they're bringing in this year as well, Logan Cooley, who is a very high pick for them. He's been wowing people in the preseason with some of his goals. So, yeah, exciting times, I think. And they made a couple of off-season moves uh, trying to upgrade their decor with Dumba and Dursey. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, Dumba's a bit of a, a vet and Dursey's a bit of a younger guy who has some good upside. So, you know, until their younger prospect defensemen come online, this could be a nice something to tide the team over. Yeah, they're still in Mullet Arena this year. Yeah, the overall future of the franchise remains in question. Uh, still only 5,000 fans can fit in there. And, you know, they, they may be on the move any day now. So, you know, it's always a little sketchy. Some excitement, but maybe not too much. Yeah, I think the one question we can answer about this franchise, not a playoff team this year. Guys, let's move this along to the St. Louis Blues. This is a team that I have a tough time getting a read on. Yeah, I mean, remember when they won the Stanley Cup? That wasn't too long ago, was it? Um, but, I mean, this team doesn't really look the same as that team. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly's gone, Vladimir Tarasenko gone. So, I mean, should they be retooling, rebuilding? Well, I think they've already started the retool a little bit. They've got another new wave of young players coming up. Robert Thomas is emerging as a star in this league, as is Jordan Cairo. So, I think that they do have some competent NHLers already, so they should be able to score some goals. And, John, they have their your friend there as well. Yeah, Pavel Butchnievich, he's pretty good, man. I mean, he's a nice addition to the top line on the left side. How about Jacob Verano? What do you think he's got in him? I think he's got a 30-goal season in him. The question is, though, what's he going to do in his own end? I think that he's kind of a minus guy and why he's been bouncing around from franchise to franchise. Yeah, looking at the back end of this team, ugh, it's a little sketchy back there. I mean, Tory Krug is oft hurt. Um, I mean, Justin Falk is a decent defenseman, but I think after that it tails off real quickly. They don't have a lot of depth and especially uh, much offensive pop. They've still got Pareko back there. He's a big body. But what about a net with this team? Well, as an outside observer, I love the sideshow that is Jordan Binnington. You never know what you're going to get out of him. Is he going to play out of his mind and make a 45-save win shutout, or is he going to lose control in the second period after giving up his fourth goal and uh, try to fight half the other team? Yeah, I mean, he may have a little competition here from young Joel Hofer. We'll see uh, what he can offer. There is some talent there, but completely unproven. Yeah, I would have to say this team is probably a bubble team at best, but we'll see. Well, let's move along from the Blue Notes to Music City, the Nashville Predators. Another one of those mushy middle teams in the Central. Yes, yes. Uh, and another one that's kind of fallen from grace, but it is a new era in Nashville. Barry Trotz takes over as general manager. First order of business, out with John Hines, in with Andrew Brunette. Um, so we're going to see a different face to this team. Um, how might that play out on the ice, though? Yeah, I thought Burnett did a really good job with the Florida Panthers when he came in there, but I just have a question of where do the goals come from? Yeah, they have moved on from those two big signings they made way back when Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson are both playing for different teams, and I don't really know if Ryan O'Reilly's going to be able to fill in offensively. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that either. I mean, they need more of Philip Forsberg. Um, Thomas Novak, he's a young kid. He might be able to offer a little bit more yeah, offensively. Yeah, he did pretty well down the stretch last year. He did, he did. But is that going to be enough? I feel like this team just does not have that offensive pop. Yeah, I think they're going to need more from young guys like Tomasino and Evangelista, maybe. 
And what about the D core for this team? Well, the D used to be the, the bragging point of this team for years, and it's not what it used to be. I mean, Roman Yossi, obviously, still an excellent defenseman, but, you know, tails off a lot more quickly than it used to with Luke Shen, older guy, Ryan McDonough, solid defenseman, but also in the twilight of his career. Uh, Tyson Berry can offer a little bit offensively, but I just don't like the look of this D, especially compared to what it used to be. Yeah, not what it used to be, but uh, Dante Fabro is a young defenseman who has a lot of room for growth in his game, so that gives hope, I think. And hey, they still have UC Saros back there. Yeah, Vesna Kalover goalie. They've also got young Askarov waiting in the wings who could be a potential stud down the line. Yeah, that's definitely not their weakness, but I would still say this team is also a bubble team at best. Yeah, nothing too exciting. John, I have to ask you about your favorite team, the Winnipeg Jets. Bit of a strange offseason for this team. What do you think? Yeah, you're not the only one with questions about this team, Jeff. Uh, lots of questions hang over, especially what will happen with Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck. This is a situation that's, you know, dragged on a little longer than I think a lot of fans appreciate, and uh, people aren't really quite sure of the direction of this team. Yeah, John, like, I was wondering about this the other day. Do you, as a Jets fan, even want to make the playoffs? Like, if you do that, or you're on the way to make the playoffs, and you don't trade those guys on expiring contracts, you'd lose them for nothing. Yeah, that's a very good question. I think, I think there are, you know, a segment of Jets fans that would like to see them not get off to a very good start and then move these guys and get some assets in return, and it's not a bad argument. Sure is going to feel weird not having uh, Wheeler around. Yes, but we do have a new captain with Adam Lowry, so we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, the thing I'm worried about is who's going to fill the skates of Pierre-Luc Dubois? Well, I mean, we got Gabriel Velarde, Alex Ayafalo, and Rasmus Kupari, so three decent players. I think they're hoping for Velarde to be the most prominent amongst those. And then can Cole Perfetti be a second-line center? That's what they're hoping for him to be. Yes, that is a big question. I cannot wait to see what uh, Josh Morrissey will do this season. Yeah, I, I can't imagine him repeating last year. I th felt like that was a, you know, a one-of-a-kind one season career year, but uh, maybe he'll prove us wrong. Yeah, maybe. He is an excellent defender. This team in general, you know, like Nashville, like St. Louis, I think they're a bubble team. And yeah, like we said, a lot of questions hang over their future. Well, gentlemen, our immediate future is going to involve a transfer. We are at Zhongshao Fuxing Station, which means we are heading up to the Brown Line. Yeah, we got to go up to the above ground line. Okay, okay. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Hurry up, John. The train leaves coming, in like a minute. Man. I'm coming. My foot. Just my foot. Got it out for us, buddy. We got to get to the zoo. It's getting kind of late already. Yeah. So we are now on the Brown Line, guys. Yeah, my least favorite of the MRT lines. It's always so crowded yeah, in here. it's packed on here. It's nice to have the windows, I guess. You can see outside a little bit, but yeah, I mean, crammed in here like sardines. Yeah, overall, I absolutely love this uh, MRT. It's clean, it's efficient, uh, but I don't like this line. Yeah, I wish we had a gangway grabber in here. Well, guys, it's time to get wild. Let's talk about Minnesota and their chances this year. I like this team, but have they gotten better? Yeah, I mean, it's, they've always been kind of stuck in the mushy middle and uh, up the center. They're also kind of mushy. Um, they've never really had that number one center that they need to play with Kaprizov. I mean, Joel Eriksson-Eck is good, 
is he really what you want as number one? And Marco Rossi, he's been a guy we've been saying this, you know, we've been saying this about him for, I don't know, two or three years now. Can he progress at all? And just think center is, is a weak position for them. Yeah, uh, Ryan Hartman, another guy that can play center, but again, not a guy that really pushes the needle offensively. The back end, also not a lot of guys who push the needle offensively. No, I mean, their best point getter last year was Jaron Spurgeon with 34 points. I mean, when you have defensemen breaking 100 points, uh, that's just really not going to be enough offensively. And with Spurgeon being hurt to start the year, I wonder if we'll see Kalen Addison running the point. Yeah, he started out last year in that position, and he did pretty well. Spurgeon took it back, but uh, yeah, he's got every chance to succeed there. Um, I'm wondering, on the bright side of things, well, Matt Boldy, I mean, how much more can he score this year? I mean, 80 point, 90 point upside? What, where does that lie? I think they'd be thrilled if he's a point a game. Uh, I think he has it in him, but uh, with the talent around him, I'm not sure if they're going to have the horses to pull him there. They still have a really good goaltending combo. Yeah, a lot of stability. Of course, you've got the veteran Marc-Andre Fleury, but the guy I'm excited about, he ex really emerged last year, Philip Gustafson, who is an over 930 save percentage. If he can continue giving that kind of goaltending, I think they're a shoe-in for the playoffs. Yeah, they made the playoffs last year. I expect them to do it again this year, but uh, can they get any farther? I'm not so sure. All right, guys, let's talk about the Colorado Avalanche and the prospects for this team. Well, they're only, uh, you know, a season removed from being the champions last year a little disappointing the way they went out uh, injuries were a factor of course but they have kind of rebuilt the middle six of their lineup so that could be exciting yes lots of new faces ryan johansson miles wood ross colton thomas Tatar, jonathan druen completely rebuilt so i mean is this an improvement i think on paper it looks pretty good but how does it really play out on the ice yeah as long as they could stay healthy they still have a pretty dangerous forward group yeah, it's a nice mix. They brought in some veterans who've got experience. They've got a few youthful guys as well. The back end, though, is what really gets me excited about this team. Yes, obviously headed up by Kale McCarr, Devon Taves, Samuel Gerrard. I'm curious about Bowen Byram this year, though. Can he really take a step forward? Yeah, they're stacked back there. And what about a net? I think most people would agree that Georgiev had a really good first year as the goaltender there. What really concerns me is the backup situation. Pavel Francouz, once again, on the mend, not sure when he'll be back. They don't have a proven backup. Uh, I looked the guy's name up. I can't even really pronounce it. Justus Anunen, unproven guy. So he's going to have to come in every now and then to spell Georgiev. I'm not sure if he's ready for the bright lights. But, I mean, this team, let's let's be clear here, they're still excellent. I mean, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, all world players here. So, I mean, I think this team has every chance to win the division and win another Stanley Cup. Yeah, it is a real shame that uh, Gabriel Landeskog will not be playing this year, but yes. I expect these guys to uh, challenge for the top of the division. Oh, we're almost at the zoo, guys. One more station to go. We still have one more team to talk about, though, the Dallas Stars. I think the three of us are all really high on this team. Yes, it seems like the whole hockey world is. I mean, their offense is going to be excellent. I mean, Jason Robertson, what a player he is. Rupe Hints, you know, a bit of a Swiss Army knife there. Joe Pavelski, Joe drinking Pavelski, from the Fountain yeah. of Youth. Uh, not to mention Jamie Benn last year, also their captain, drinking from the Fountain of Youth. Um, I'm interested. They've added Matt Duchesne. This guy is a guy who's one season removed from being a point per game, so it'd be interesting to see what he can offer. And most exciting uh, from the young talent is uh, Wyatt Johnson. Got close to 30 goals last year. Can he get there this year? Yeah, great scoring potential on that team, and I really love their ability to keep the puck out of the net with Jake Odinger, one of the best young goalies in the game. He did seem to fade a little bit at the end of the playoffs. 
Yes, he did. Um, so I do wonder if they'll manage his minutes a bit more and whether or not we'll see a bit more of Scott Wedgwood in the regular season. Yeah, it could be wedgie time. Uh, the blue line looks okay, but there are question marks back there. Well, Haskinen's a stud. Yes. Yeah, no question about that. He's emerging as one of the best in the game. For sure. I mean, Ryan Suter took a lot of flack in the playoffs for his performance. He's 38 years old. This may be his last season. They can't really rely too much on him anymore. Um, Esed Lindell, I think, is very solid defensively, but they're going to need a little bit more Hawk back there. Paw. Yeah, Hawk and Paw. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I think the growth is going to come from the young defensemen. They've got two that I'm excited about, Thomas Harley and Nils Lundqvist, both former first-round picks. I think they're both ready to take a step forward and be the next wave of D and Big D. I think this team is ready for a deep run. Well, gentlemen, look, we are finally here. Taipei oh, wow. Zoo Station. Okay, yes, okay. yes, yes. All right, let's go. Everybody's got everything? Uh, oh, there's Ron, a lot your bags of on the seat. Grab your bag. Oh, man, my bag. Okay, okay. Hurry up, dude. The doors are closing. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. My Just, strap is caught in the door. Oh, oh no. Oh, the train. Give it a yank. Oh, uh -oh. Whoa, the train is going. John, just let go of the bag. Ow, ow. Let go, let go. Ow, ow, it's not ow, worth ow, it, man. Ow, ow. And it's gone. <sighs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's like a can of sardines in here. Come to the gangway. You sure? Don't worry, mate. I've got this. What's that? It's a gangway grabber. Huh? Don't you have a gangway grabber? Just stick it, click it, and grab. Wow, it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's the dog's danglies. Tired of standing on a crowded train? Enter the gangway with confidence with the gangway grabber. Its extendable handle and suction cup provide 1,800 mbars of grip. Stick it to any surface, Click to engage suction, and ride away. Isn't it great in a gangway? Not to be used for bumper riding, scaling buildings, or spelunking. Suction can be incredibly strong. Not recommended if suffering from carpal tunnel syndrome, tennis elbow, or vertigo. Do not use on humans or pets. So guys, we've reached our destination. Here we are in front of Taipei Zoo. Oh. Nice. John, let's get those passes going. Let's get in there, bud. Oh no, they were in the bag! They oh, were in the bag. No. Oh, man. Oh, who's going to pay for this? We've been, uh, we've okay, been broke guys, all guys. summer. Broke all summer. Okay, John. Been struggling to do anything. You've had a tough day. Don't worry. My treat. I got us, guys. What? Yeah, it's really? fine. It's not that expensive anyway. It's quite reasonable, actually. Well, it's a few hundred dollars. I don't know. Well, no, it's not even that much. We'll be fine. My treat. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Mark. All right. Well, I guess the entrance is just over here. Let's, let's head on in. Where do you guys want to start? Yeah, where should we start? They got an aquarium here? Yeah, we should take a look at the sharks. There's no aquarium, guys. This is a zoo, not an aquarium. Where's the aquarium? Okay, you know what? Let's just use our imaginations a little bit then. Close your eyes. I want you to imagine that you're deep in the depths of the Pacific Ocean and the Pacific Division, and you see some sharks lurking. Oh. Yeah, well, it's going to be a rough year for the San Jose Sharks this year. It sure will. I mean, who do they even have on their roster? Yeah, gone is Timo Meyer. Remaining a few veteran standouts. Uh, they've still got Thomas Hurdle, Logan Couture, who was a little bit banged up to start the season. Yeah, there's just not a lot here. I mean, they do have William Eklund. Some people are high on him. He's a young kid. Maybe we can see some offensive glimmer of hope there, but it's pretty hurting, I think, in general. Yeah, and if you look at that blue line, there is not a lot of NHL talent there. I mean, who's and the standout? And in net, too. Ouch. Yeah, uh, Kakinen and Blackwood. This team's going to give up a lot of goals. 
Yes, well, they are one of the front runners for the Macklin Celebrini sweepstakes, uh, first overall potential yeah. pick for next season, so I don't know. Yeah, choppy waters ahead for the Sharks. Let's head on over to the duck pond over there. It looks a little more inviting. Yeah, okay, just over here. Yeah, the ducks are pretty cute. They're, They're super really cute. cute. Yeah, you got anything to feed them? Look at them. Oh, wow. Uh, he's coming. Let's oh, watch out, Johnny. Ow! Ow, man, he bit my foot. Well, I think your foot's getting a little ripe. It's kind of a, you know, it's a humid day, and uh, you might want to change those bandages. So what do you guys think of the Anaheim Ducks for this season? Yeah, much less threatening duck, Johnny. I think they'll stay away from your foot. I think they're going to stay a ways away from the top of the division as well, but there is some hope here with some of the young ducklings. Yes, they signed two big players for them, Trevor Zegers and Jamie Drysdale. Yeah, two young, exciting guys who have a lot to prove on bridge deals. Uh, I want to see what Leo Carlson can do in his first year, second overall pick. And I'm also excited to see what Mason McTavish has in store for his sophomore season. He showed some promise last year, and I mean, he's a blue chip prospect. Yeah, and unfortunately for John Gibson, he'll still be back there. Uh, Probably one of the most talented goalies in one of the worst spots in the league. So that's unfortunate for him, but uh, we'll see what he can do. Yeah, these ducks are foul. Yeah, let's get away from these ducks. Is there somewhere else we can go? Hey, let's go check out the giraffes. Yeah, always a good call. I love those guys. Oh, this guy right here, he looks a little bit like Tyler Myers. Look at the neck on him. (laughs) (laughs) Strap on a helmet. He could play second pairing D for that team, I reckon. (laughs) So what do you guys think of the Vancouver Canucks this season? Well, they've got newly minted captain Quinn Hughes. A bit of a surprising selection, but I mean, the guy's an absolute stud on the blue line. For sure, but I think after that on the blue line, it tails off pretty quickly. They did pick up Philip Hronick. They got Ian Cole and the aforementioned Tyler Myers, but I don't love the overall look of their D. I love the forward group led by Pedersen. Does this guy have another 100-point season in him? Yeah, I wonder. Last year was definitely his breakout, but at 24, he probably still has some more room for growth. And I think Andre Kuzmenko alongside him, I mean, he got 40 goals last year. Can he build on that season? Another talented forward. You got to love JT Miller. Does a little bit of everything. Good in the dot, physical game, great vision in hands. Rounds out their top six pretty well. I'm just wondering about the guys that play with him. Uh, Brock Besser. Showed Brock so Best much monster. promise early in his career. He's kind of lost his scoring touch, and I'm just not sure it's going to work out in Vancouver for him. I think for the Canucks, a lot of it is going to come down to Thatcher Demko. Which Thatcher Demko do we get this season? Yeah, for this team to have any chance to be even near the playoffs, he's going to have to play at his absolute peak. And we've seen stretches of it from him, but health is often a problem, and he's going to have to be 100%. Yes, I think he has the talent, but this team, I don't know. I mean, I think they could easily be on the outside looking in. Uh, let's keep it in the Canadian Northwest, another bubble team. I think this team will be on the right side of the bubble, though. Calgary Flames, what do you guys expect? New coach, new management team, new hope? Well, they need big bounce-back years from uh, Caudry and Huberto. Yeah, everyone was so excited going into last season. Didn't one of you guys pick them to win the Cup? Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, okay. I mean, we're talking bounce backs, though. I think they need a big bounce back from Jacob Markstrom. I mean, he's a pretty talented goalie. Had a great year his first season in Calgary. Last season, not so much. They're going to need him big time if they have a chance of making the playoffs. Another situation to keep an eye on. You've got two of their best players, Elias Lindholm, Noah Hannafin, both on expiring contracts. A lot of uncertainty. Seems like they both have one foot out the door. What's going to happen if they're around trade deadline time? You know, not quite guaranteed a playoff spot, but in the mix. Do they hang on to them or do they try to flip them for assets? Yeah, there is a wide range of possibilities with this team. It's going to be fun to watch. Let's move along to the Seattle Kraken. 
Wouldn't it be cool if we could see a real kraken here in the zoo? A yeah. real one? Well, it, yeah. it is a mythical animal, but yeah, in a perfect world, we would have a kraken that we could go check out. But uh, I guess we could still talk about the team. Well, sure. I mean, this is a team they upset the Colorado Avalanche last year, first round in the playoffs. That was pretty impressive. And they did it based on their depth. And I think if you look at this team, like forward group, defensive group, it is one of the most balanced groups in the entire league. Yeah, their forward group is very balanced. I'm really curious to see what the young kid, Matty Beniers, the rookie of the year, what he can do for an encore. Yeah, it's more so a team, though, of offense by committee. Not that many big studs, but a lot of guys you could see scoring 15, 20 goals. They've got Strafford's Jared McCann, who had 40 goals last year. I'm not sure if he'll get back there this time, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got 30. No, for sure. I mean, I love the offensive depth, um, but defense, I also like it too. Of course, they have Adam Larson. He was the winner of the Rod Langway fan club's mustache for best defensive defenseman last season, and I expect him to be right up there again this season. Vince Dunn had an excellent year for them last year. Yeah, breakout season. Does he have another gear? And they brought in Brian Dumoulin. I think he's a pretty solid defender. Yeah, and I like the back-end truculence that is provided by guys like Jamie Alexiak as well. So pretty balanced decor uh, in net. Maybe some questions there. Yeah, Philip Grubauer is back for another season, and he will be backed up by Joey Decor. Yeah, so they're going to need Grubauer to be able to carry the load. I don't see Decord as an option as a number one. Hopefully he can provide a steady presence as a backup. Yeah, I think all in all, I expect this team to be in the playoff mix for sure. I mean, they're not the flashiest team, but they have a really good workman's attitude, and I think they'll be a challenging team to play against. Hey, boys, come over here. Check it out. It's the Lions. Oh, the Lions. I love the Lions. They're so cool. Beautiful animals. Yeah, kings of the jungle. But um, will the Los Angeles Kings be the king of their jungle this year? I wonder. I really love that they've got the vets, Drew Doughty, Anze Kopitar. Both had great seasons last year. Yeah, one of the biggest off-season moves of the year was bringing in Pierre-Luc Dubois, who is expected to anchor their second line. What do you guys think of that move? I guess I like the move. Uh, obviously, he came over from Winnipeg. Um, I think he'll fit in really nicely on the second line, probably playing with Kevin Fiala, who I think is one of the most underrated forwards in the league. I mean, he just produces points like clockwork. So, I mean, yeah, some nice depth up the middle there. How about some of their younger players? Well, uh, on the blue line, you've got Jordan Spence and Brant Clark, who are two guys who are expected to make contributions as soon as this season. Um, so I think that's an exciting development, potentially for Los Angeles. What about Quentin Byfield? Yeah, well, he's going to be starting on the first line. Of course, he was drafted as a centerman, but with their center depth, they can keep him on the wing for now and let him slowly develop in that, that role of maybe mentoring under Anze Kopitar. I think there are some questions in net with this team, though, right? Are there ever? Yes. Yeah, I was shocked to see them let Corpusalo go and not bring in a competent replacement. Now, they did bring in Cam Talbot, a guy who's had an injury-riddled career, and I can't remember the last time I was confident in him as a starter, so maybe Phoenix Copley can repeat last year's performance? It's going to be a tall order. Yeah, I mean, I think a goalie tandem like this can work well with a really, really elite team, like Colorado, for example, but I don't think LA's quite there yet. They're going to need a little more from their goalies. Yeah, but I think we can agree this is a playoff team, and maybe they address that at the deadline. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys, do you smell that? I do. It smells what a little... is that? Oh, that's Camel Stink, boys. We are now entering the desert section <laughs> okay. of the zoo. Okay, okay. Camels yeah. are cool. Camels are cool. I mean, they're necessary in the desert. You know what else you can find in the desert? What's that? Defending Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, the Vegas Golden Knights. They did it. What a run they went on last year. What do they do for a repeat this year? 
Well, they've got the band back together. Uh, all of the major pieces are still in place, and I see no reason why this team can't make another run, led by Jack Eichel, who emerged as a star, uh, leading the team in scoring and really showing they could play a 200-foot game. Yeah, that first line was excellent. I know you're a big fan of Mark Stone, John. Of course I am. Good Winnipeg boy, great 200-foot player, speaking of them. Yeah, just um, don't hit him in the preseason. No, he no, like he that. got a little upset about that. It was fun to see. I think this team's defense is one of their biggest strengths. So hard to play against, right? Yeah, Alexander Petrangelo. They've also got Theodore back there. I like what I saw from Nick Haig, and he's still young, and I think he's got room for growth in his game. Yeah, and they have some reliable veterans as well. Alec Martinez is a guy, and Braden McNabb, I think, is quite a punishing player to play against. Really hard to score on. Another big question, though, is their goaltending tandem. Aiden Hill, he got them the cup, but will he be the starter this season? That's the thing. We've seen this story before. Guys like, you know, Cam Ward, who had that great miracle run with the Canes. Jordan Bennington comes to mind. Uh, will Aiden Hill be able to sustain this? If not, though, they do have another nice option. For sure. I mean, Logan Thompson, he was the guy for most of last season. Uh, he got hurt, unfortunately, and then obviously Aiden Hill took over. So, yeah, that's it's not a bad problem to have. I think both guys are serviceable goaltenders, and I expect whoever is in net to do pretty well. Yeah, we know that Robin Leonard won't be there, but he's getting sued by an exotic pet company. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, that's yeah. classic Leonard. Yeah, Leonard, he's an odd man. He might fit in well here in the zoo, though. Yeah, lots of monkey business. For sure. <gasps> <gasps> John, buddy, you okay over there? Your foot okay? Oh, well, not not exactly. I'm just talking to the gorillas, though. They're right here. Just talking to the gorillas. Ah, uh, yes, the greatest of all the apes. Who is going to be the King Kong of the Pacific Division, though? Well, considering that the Golden Knights are coming off a of Stanley Cup, I'm going to say the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, they probably were the team that gave them the biggest test last year in the playoffs, and it's not that big of a stretch to imagine them taking that next step this year. No, I mean, it's not. You got to think with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, at one point where well, these t two guys are in their prime, they got to win the Stanley Cup or at least uh, get very, very close, at least at the final. Um, but where are some of this team's deficiencies? Well, depth still is an issue. Uh, they are right up against the cap, so they had to get creative this year, bringing in Connor Brown on a pretty reasonable contract. He, of course, played with the Erie Otters and Connor McDavid. They made some beautiful music together. Can they rekindle that magic again? I'm looking forward to seeing what a healthy season of Vander Kane looks like. Yeah, he has so much potential. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Uh, Zach Hyman has been such a great contributor since they signed him in free agency a few years back. I think he'll continue to be a steady force up there for them. For sure. And if they could get young Dylan Holloway to take a step forward, that would solve some of their depth scoring problems. How about this blue line? Well, Matthias Ekholm was such a perfect addition at the deadline last season, fitting in seamlessly. I think between him playing a full season and Evan Bouchard taking a step forward, he's going to now be given the keys to that number one power play unit. But the other guy I really think the others need to emerge is former first round pick Philip Broberg. He has to at least be a steady top six defender for them because they don't want to have to overplay their top guys. And what about in net, John? So the Edmonton Oilers return with Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell. Um, same duo they went with last year. I wouldn't say it's the most confidence-inspiring, but, you know, Edmonton doesn't necessarily need a goaltender to steal games. They just need them to be decent enough to go far into the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Goaltending aside, this team has what it takes to make a deep run, and I think they have to be considered one of the Stanley Cup favorites. John, what are you doing, man? I'm just going to go 
get a little closer, man. I, I no, do connected. not go down there. Do not you go have a down there. Whoa, John, careful, carefully. He looks like John, you better start moving. No, John, get going, man. He looks angry. Oh, you fool, you triggered the alarm. Get going faster, dude, faster. Oh, my foot. Oh, oh no, here me. come the guards. <laughs> oh. in the studio it's nice to be back here john how are you feeling uh yeah a little groggy still from the uh tranquilizer dart i got i got nipped with one in the buttocks um, well it could have been a lot worse i think you got off easy yeah and that fine isn't too bad no oh, it's gonna hurt though financially man and we really really can't afford this yeah why do we have candles and not lights here oh, i think it's kind of romantic it's nice yeah isn't it nice i mean you know lighting is not free now guys we're here for a reason every year in our first show, we do Stanley Cup picks, so let's get to it, because I've got another exciting announcement after that. Okay, well, I'm excited. I mean, who is going to be champion? Somebody say champion. A 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 champion. All right, guys, let's make this quick. I am going to say the Stanley Cup champion this year will be the New Jersey Devils. Ooh, okay, that's been a pretty popular pick in some of the preseason previews. Uh, I've got another one. I'm going to stick with last year's pick. I just feel like it's time for Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. The Oilers are going to finally do it. And John? Uh, I am going to go, probably against my better judgment, with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think we're going to see Austin Matthews and Mitch wow. Marner finally get over Are their playoff sure slumps. you sure about your pick? Well, I mean, if it, if it fails, I can always blame it on these D-rugs. Okay, guys. Now, I've been holding this back the whole day. I didn't want it to affect the show in any way, but I've got... This is, this is the news of a lifetime. Now, do you guys remember last year we were cleaning out the studio and we found that bag of old receipts? Yeah, sure. sure. Been in there a while, yeah. And for those that don't know, uh, receipts in Taiwan also double as lottery tickets. Every two months they do a big draw and if you're lucky enough, you can win some money. Yeah. Well, guess what, guys? What? We won the top prize. No. The top yes, prize? Yes, the top prize. No way. Yes. We, are you like, our money troubles are over. We won, guys. Over? Bring it in, that high five. Yes, I'm, high I'm not five. joking. I'm not joking. High five. Oh, All right. right. Like, we're set, boys. Like, this is set. this is the beginning of a new Woo. era. Woo. Okay. 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 Can you see that in the corner there? Yeah. Mini fridge. Open it up, Jeff. Open the fridge. There what do we, we got? Go. We got some. A bottle of champagne. That's champagne. the real stuff, boys. That's real champagne. Woo. Let's crack All it. Right. It's All a right. celebration. All right. Celebration. Oh, Okay, right. guys. I mean, boys. this is the best news. Oh. Oh, no more scraping to get by. Well, okay, that was okay. well, yeah. awesome. That's Thank amazing. you. That's amazing. You can rest I'm assured we will be back. We're going to get a new soundboard. This for the first quarter cast. Oh, I can't wait. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. And I hope you had yourselves a yeah, time. Yeah, I'm going to get all sorts Let's of stuff. Let's celebrate. Hi, hi, hi. Hope you had yourselves a time. Hope you had yourselves a time. Hope, hope you had time, time.